0: We're here and we're back, Jared. Uh, we're excited. Hello and welcome, everyone, back to the Untranslatable podcast. Today, we are going to talk about something that I have been wanting to talk to you about mm. for a very long time, which is cars and car culture around the world. We're going to be yeah. touching on some safe and not so safe places to drive, some really popular car companies and where, they f- where they're where they from. Uh, and I also want to talk about some places where uh, might be really cool to visit to do some driving, do some road tripping. Oh, yeah, which is uh, which is really good as well. And uh, I, I am uh, pretty confident to say and very happy to say that I am here with our certified untranslatable car expert, wow, Mr. Jared Miner. Uh, welcome back, buddy. It's good to
1: see you. And uh,
0: let's get into uh, talking about some
1: cars. That feels today. good. Wow, that mm-hmm. feels good. I mean. We'll, we'll talk about cars but um, this is the untranslatable podcast you know there are we, we like to talk about things other than cars here too. I'm excited to talk about cars. Don't get me wrong. I've been thinking about it for a long time. Yeah, actually you just brought it up to me like two days ago. but anyway, I, I have been looking forward to us. Hey, by the way, you could follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. I'll post a picture of my no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> me standing I mean, in front you, of it. You do
0: have some pictures of some pretty cool
1: cars on our Insta page. I used to, I when I was in Philly, I'd, uh, I had a friend and, and we would uh, usually hang out on Friday, and um, and we were both car nerds and we would and we would have a competition. And during the week, we would uh, take you know find a car or whatever, and then on Friday we would send a, a picture in the morning and see who found the cooler car over the week. That was fun. I missed that. Um, so, actually, I do have some pretty cool cars on my phone. I'm not going to lie. I believe There's it. This v- anyway. Um, but this is the untranslatable. Oh, also follow us on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. That would be great, too. And, um, oh, my gosh. Uh, please, five-star reviews on on iTunes and Stitcher. It would be greatly appreciated. And even even David agrees that.
0: Pajolsta. Um <laughs>
1: It would be greatly appreciated.
0: That's right. Absolutely.
1: Um, so, yeah, as I was saying, this is the Untranslatable Podcast. We talk about other things here other than just cars here today. And this is a teach us a co- story about college that I would like to get your opinion on. Don't, oh, don't read excited. over my shoulder, okay. by the I'll way. I'll try not to peep. You're not, oh, just, for title, just, just for the title. Just for the title. A racial slur, Uh-oh. a viral video, and a reckoning. Ooh, okay a white high school student withdrew from her chosen college after a three-second video caused an uproar online the classmate who shared it publicly has no regrets this is the new york times this might be kind of long actually okay but give, me, I think, give me some context i think here, it'll be yeah. worth it jimmy galligan was in history class last school year when his phone buzzed with a message. Once he clicked on it, he found a three-second video of a white classmate looking into the camera and uttering an uh, anti-black racial slur. Do you want to hear the video? I have it. Sure. All right. Hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> uh, warning. There's going to be an anti-black racial slur coming up. Guess guess which one is going to be. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let So me, is me. this, hold
0: up, is this like a TikTok? Is it a Snapchat? Snapchat? I think it's a Snapchat. Snapchat, okay.
1: And I think it was, I assume somehow someone... I, th- I believe someone might have, like, somehow video recorded. I don't know. St- I don't know. It was a Snapchat. I don't okay. know what these kids are doing. I can
0: drive niggers. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Why would you post a video like that? Why would
1: you? Hold on, one more
0: time. I can drive niggers. Oh, my gosh. This this girl is ridiculous. Uh, anyway.
1: <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the slur he said it's not good though. Don't get it, don't get me wrong. It's not good. I but it's it's still it's makes ridiculous
0: me is what it is.
1: Um, the slur he said was regularly hurled in classrooms and hallways throughout his years in the Loudoun County uh, School District, which is in Virginia. He had uh, brought the issue brought the issue up to teachers and administrators, but much to his anger and frustration, his complaints had gone nowhere. So he held on to the video. Which was sent to him by a friend and uh, made the decision, made a decision that uh, would ricochet across Leesburg, Virginia, a town named for an ancestor of uh, the Confederate General Robert E. Lee, and whose school system had fought in order to uh, desegregate for more than a decade after the Supreme Court's landmark ruling. I wanted to get her. Where she would understand the severity of that word, Mr. Galligan, 18, uh, whose mother is black and father is white, said to the classmate who uttered the slur Mimi Groves, he, he tucked the video away, deciding to post it publicly when the time was right. Mr. Groves had originally sent the video in which she looked into the camera and said, I can drive niggers, followed followed by the slur to a friend on Snapchat in 2016 uh, when she was a freshman and had just gotten her learner's permit. It later circulated among some students at Heritage High School, uh, which she and Mr. Galligan attended, but did not cause much of a stir. Mr. Galligan had not seen the video before receiving it last school year, when he and Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Groves were seniors. But then she was a varsity cheer captain who dreamed of attending the University of Tennessee-Knoxville, whose cheer team was the reigning national champion. When she made the team in May, her parents celebrated with a cake and orange balloons, the university's official color. The next month, uh, are you interested so, so, still, by so, the way? So Let me now, just be clear, I'm w- not boring you I'm Wait all... a minute. So she okay. got
0: So she got kicked out of school?
1: We'll get into that. I'm not boring you, am I? No. Okay, okay. Because we don't have to go through this whole thing. But if you're interested, because I'm kind of interested. I only read some of this. Uh, The next month, as protests were sweeping the nation after the police killing of George Floyd, Ms. Groves, in a public Instagram post, urge people to protest, donate, sign a petition, rally, do something in support of Black Lives Matter. You have the audacity to post this after saying the N-word responded someone uh, whom Miss Groves said she didn't know. Her alarm at the stranger's comment turned to panic as friends began calling, directing her to the source of a brewing social media fur. Uh, Mr. Galligan, who had waited until Miss Groves had chosen a college, had publicly posted the video that afternoon within hours that had been shared to Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, uh, where furious calls mounted from, uh, for the University of Tennessee to revoke its admission offer. By the June evening, by that June evening, this is this year, mm-hmm. uh, about a year, uh, about a week uh, after Mr. Floyd's killing, teenagers across the, uni- uh, across the country had began, begun leveraging social media to call out their uh, peers for racist behavior. Some students set up anonymous pages on Instagram devoted to holding classmates accountable, mm-hmm. uh, including in Loudoun County. The consequences were swift. Over the next two days, Ms. Groves was removed from the university's cheer team. She then withdrew from the school under pressure from admissions officials who told her that they received hundreds of emails and phone calls from outraged alumni, students, and the public. Uh, they're angry and they want, uh, they want to see some action, an admissions official told Ms. Groves and her family, according to, uh, according to a recording of the, of the emotional call reviewed by the uh, New York Times miss groves was among many incoming freshmen across the country whose admission offers were revoked by at least a dozen universities after videos emerged on social media of them using race racist language uh in one sense the public shaming of miss groves underscores the power of social media to hold okay well now we kind of get the point but there's a there, you know they get deeper into it I, I didn't read everything you know but that's the general idea of what happened
0: yeah, that's uh, – she's just so stupid, man. How can you be – how can you post something like that on social media? How can you say something like that? Yeah. I mean, and, no and context, you know. Right.
1: She couldn't even use the excuse, like, I'm rapping over something. Right. Uh, it, was just, that, yeah. it was just the unnecessary right. N-word drop. No I'll say this. The crazy thing is this happened in 2016 when she was a freshman, mm-hmm. and it essentially came back to bite her four years yeah. later. That is – crazy like she probably forgot that she even like put that out probably
0: i i i like that the classmates and friends are holding people accountable mm-hmm. however i will say this it is interesting that the that it seems like the the one student who saved it like i wonder that's kind of an i've never i guess i've never just had footage of somebody doing something bad enough where i've thought to myself hmm,
1: i have a picture I, uh-huh you have Sorry, a picture of me that no you're going i have a picture <laughs> of a friend on a sofa with uh with a minimal amount of clothes on not a minimal he has clothes on <laughs> he just doesn't have a shirt on uh, and he has like a garbage can in front of him because you know he was drunk. He was, and sometimes I, I don't think I, he's actually my good friend, so I, I'm not even. I, I don't even. But that's not even that bad. No, like, no, it's like not that bad. Not, but it, he doesn't I mean. like it.
0: Well, of course not. I mean, who? That's that's a lot. <laughs> Being drunk in college is is a much easier excuse than saying, that's "Well, I, I just said something racist." That's true. You know, I,
1: I would not. It would be impossible to get Ooh. a video of him doing that. But yeah, um, on the, on the one level though, I do feel,
0: I feel. I feel bad, and I don't feel bad for this girl because mm. she 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 did it herself. Sure, you know, so that was stupid of her. But I guess I feel bad for the the fact that she would have that amount of stupidity or lack of awareness sure. to do something like that.
1: You know what? What I would also kind of like feel bad about. I don't know. I don't know if it's feel bad is the right word. No, maybe not feel bad. But it is interesting that it seems like you know, as a, it seems like she's she at least uh, at least for image on social media was trying to do the work, you know, telling people to, uh, you know, uh, donate and, and raising awareness for George mm-hmm. Floyd and Black Lives Matter. And it is interesting that, um, you know, and it's not surprising that, you know, just because someone says that doesn't mean they, they haven't said racist stuff. But it's like, you know, when, when people apologize, a lot of times we do this rate the apology, and mm-hmm. the main thing is like, what are you going to do about it? Right. And it is interesting that it's like, oh, it, 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 it kind of happened in a weird direction. She was... She kind of like was doing not something about that specifically, but she was like raising awareness. And then the part that usually happens first happened later where it's mm-hmm. like, well, here's you doing the the racist stuff. Right. It's just like it just seems like it's just happened. It, it happened in a weird order, but it all kind of it's all kind of the same. Like would people be as bothered if it just like came out and she never got into these colleges to begin with? Probably not. You know, right. So it's like it, I don't know. Yeah, it's that's it's, why That's why tricky. I don't feel... That, you know I, I At first, I kind of felt sorry for her, weirdly. But then after I thought about it, I was like, well, if if if, if it just came out and you didn't get exci- accepted to a college, I would be like, I mean, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, though, Jared. I, I'm
0: willing to bet within the next 10, 15 years, there's just going to be so much dumb things people have said on the internet. Sure. And I'm not saying this to diminish what that girl said. She shouldn't have said that. That wasn't right. But at the same time, it's like, I wonder in five to ten years from now how many people are gonna be on the job market. Dude. And, man. You know what I mean? Like, I wish
1: I was just a little bit younger so I would have had an iPhone. I could've recorded so many uncalled for N words as a Right. Kid. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I could have just had like a like a uh, external hard drive filled with a, with N words by random classmates. I'm like, oh, Right. What? Just wait till
2: you're applying to college. Ooh.
1: I'm coming for you ass. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Store this away. I mean that's a crazy thing to think about is is, you know, people younger than our generation are growing up in a time when they
1: all they've had is social media and right. smartphones and, and, and see, we came up in such a weird time where we had the phones. Uh, but and we had the camera phones but we didn't have the smartphone feature so we didn't really have anything right. to do with those there was pictures. no live
0: streaming there was no tons of apps there
1: wasn't and, and like like when we had flip phones that had cameras what did you do with those pictures right i wasn't even, i'm I not even mean, really sure how you get those off the phone you sent you, <laughs> you sent them to your email bro is you what can you had send to do. something to your email on like a flip phone i thought there used to be a way you could do it yeah okay well clearly it's not easy because right. this is news to me Right, but yeah. So like, anyway, what I'm saying is like, it's just yeah, the easy and the access. And pictures were to,
0: grainy as hell. They exactly. Just, it's and it's like, like a screen this yeah, big. Yeah. If 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 oh, we man. if we
1: got her on one of like the flip phones, that one of my first phones, she could just be like, "That's not me," and I'd be like, "Yeah, you might be right." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> that actually yeah. might be me now that I look at it.
0: Right. <laughs> my my question always though, when I hear stories like this, mm-hmm. is what happens to these people afterwards? Because look, I'm not saying what she was right it was stupid she shouldn't have done college. it
1: she's not gonna knock get into a college i think it's just you know one because that well i think that talks and sp- speaks into your cancel culture thing a little bit mm-hmm. i mean you know hundreds of emails uh, for, uh, for some you know random stranger <laughs> essentially right that that's i mean that that's that's that seems kind of in like people like you know tweeting the college and stuff mm-hmm. i mean that kind of goes along with your kind of and I, I don't know why i say your but like the idea of cancel culture and just like that horde mentality right where it's like the hive mind people man. that ha, no don't care about this person at all and be- don't even know who she is or not right. yeah just well the, the, th- the, and, the, and it gets to the point where the college can't do anything but i think she'll get into a different college it's probably not right. the one she wanted
0: to go to yeah it's i think yeah. she'll be fine right it's yeah. It's crazy. It's, uh, I don't know. I, on the one hand, I feel bad for people like this because I know life is hard enough as it is and you've just made your life so much harder for yourself. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, you kind of, you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. Yeah.
1: Know? I mean, I guess that's, yeah, it's like a lot of, and then that's the thing. So many people, the vast, vast majority of people say the N-word and 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 nothing happens, you know, nothing comes of it or no one, you know, it, it just stays there. But right. you, you know, you happen to be the one. You, you're unlucky. You know, mm-hmm. you know people are saying the n-word imp- improperly all the time. Mm-hmm. But if so you're you the got one, God, I guess. And
0: also, you're the one that sent the video.
1: That's true. Like you that's know, true. You know it's not I mean? like someone sneakily recorded you. Right. <laughs> yeah, you sent the point. video. That's kind of <laughs> why. That's a great point. Yeah. It's like uh, I, I keep forgetting, and I said this at the beginning, unprompted no context mm. n word drop that you sent out right. that's a good point it's not like you're at a party sing along right. to a song it's right by Kendrick Lamar so, yeah someone gets a clip of yeah right. like I don't think I, I, yeah exactly like for example yeah the woman at that concert probably suffered a lot less consequences than uh this girl but that's also like right. yeah I mean we kind of get that that's kind of right. yeah
0: at least at the party you might have an excuse a little bit. I you were drunk, drunk. exactly. Like you just got
1: your learner's permit and you're drunk behind the wheel, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that
0: could be problematic for a lot of reasons. But <clears throat> yeah, oh man, that's just so. Yeah, she she did it to herself. Yeah, you know? I mean, I don't know. I I sometimes wonder though, Jared. You know have we said anything on this Probably. podcast that <laughs> oh on this podcast uh,
1: oh, you know oh. in the
0: next 10 years from now you're like oh you know I know looking back I'm sure oh, there'll be things that I'll, there. I'll ser- be like shouldn't have said that or, or I think differently but I, I I hope we don't have any
1: moments where- there are certainly things where I roll my eyes at uh, right. now What am, when I sure dude when i edit this podcast i'm like that was stupid <laughs> <laughs> that's fair but uh fair. but i don't think there's anything where, where i'm like um or I, I can't imagine there's anything where i'd be like that was like i have to apologize for you know right. those are the famous last words
0: exactly it's oh man crazy stuff though social media man but should we uh spread a little love for a minute sure, spread a little love. so i wanted to start off the new year uh We're a couple, we're like a week, week and a half in at this point, I think. Mm -hmm. And I want to just give a shout out to a couple different countries um, that are doing some environmentally conscious things, which we have talked about a lot on this podcast, especially during the shout outs. I think it's just a great thing. Uh, And my first one goes out to Japan. Japan is tapering their import of logs from tropical trees to near zero. Um, and so not, uh, so what they're doing is, uh, I guess a major plywood maker has been pulling the plug as Malaysia and, uh, Papua New Guinea, a move to protect their forests, which I mean, this is just a great, if we can use other renewable, more, uh, eco-friendly and sustainable, uh, logs, trees,
1: supplies, whatever, Right. I think it's always good to see, um, I- yeah, so, yeah. I don't know about the forest in Asia, but I mm-hmm. I do know that that's obviously a huge problem in uh, South America too. With the Amazon, they're just they're just running through that with uh, mm-hmm. and, and at a high rate. And it's like this is one of the most majestic forests we have, and you're just treating it like a, We're cutting it down like it's nothing. Yeah, you're treating mm-hmm. it like a yeah, just business opportunity. And it's it's and and, and I I think the, there does need to be some sort of government intervention to to protect somebody. at these least things. yeah keep these lands protected Granted, for sure unless you have a leader that cares more about the money which is probably can likely happen. in most countries it can happen
0: <laughs> but yeah so it's just great to yeah, see Yeah that, that is great though that they're lowering their their tropical log imports which yeah, is great It's
1: not necessary if if you don't need to, if you don't need to do it don't do it
0: Now this one is uh, I guess environmentally friendly in some ways but also more um, in Intellectually stimulating, I guess. Hmm. Uh, the Indian government has proposed to buy bulk subscriptions. All these pop-ups, look at disgusting. this. Um, <laughs> all these bulk, uh, subscriptions uh, of all scientific journals to provide free access to all uh, people in India, which I think is amazing because if you do not work, and I can tell you, Jared, is someone who worked for... Uh, a university for a while mm-hmm. so i had access to all these great resources and materials then when i went to the czech republic i didn't have access to any of this stuff so it, it's yeah. so frustrating when you know where to access it you know how but you can't
1: and i'd imagine especially like especially i would imagine that like price wise that's probably like peanuts compared to government budgets mm-hmm. to do something like this or like if were if you look at you know what uh, they spend other money on or in any country you know or it's like this is so great that people have access to this and mm-hmm. and it was more just i imagine the, the you know the act of doing it rather than like the cost being like some sort of big hurdle i can't imagine right
0: well well yeah and and even even if the cost is Countries, as you said, I mean, countries can definitely afford it. I think it's worth putting it in the budget. Whenever you can invest in education and invest in your people, I think the return on investment can be so good for your society, your country, your state, your city, your town, your village, whatever. Yeah, Um, I I
1: mean, I think that's been proven and disproven here, or excuse me, proven here in the U.S. Right. That, um, you know...
0: But yeah, so this
1: is called the One Nation,
0: One Subscription Policy for Scientific Journals is a radical move that could prove a a game changer for the scientific community and individual researchers. That's the other thing you think about. So imagine imagine you have a a, a child growing up in a kind of poorer area in India, anywhere in India, in Detroit, where have you, and uh, uh, maybe they're really curious and they might be bright kids mm. but they don't have the resources to some of the things they need um, and imagine you know I could I just imagine like a really smart teenager looking through some scientific journals on how to build something create something solve something you know and and with this um, one subscription uh, one nation one subscription policy it'll give so many kids access to so much great information that yeah. can be so helpful and so useful mm-hmm. so I think this is really really great um, so shout out to India I think this is amazing absolutely fantastic um and my last shout out um goes out to nigeria as you can see from the headline here jared this is from cnn uh nigerian kids are creating epic sci-fi short films using their phones and believe it or not i guess hollywood has been paying attention jared um so uh what happened here is uh so this started i guess uh don't know if it started but two young girls uh or uh, find themselves running for cover as spaceships fire laser guns into their field. To survive, both girls dressed in all black except for uh, uh, a pop of pink boots are ultimately forced to engage in combat with a Darth Vader lookalike using their pink and blue lightsabers, sword-like weapons from the Star Wars uh, film franchise. Um, anyway, so, that's, uh, uh, so it's called Another Star Wars Story. It's a short film. How um, short is
1: it? Can we watch some of it?
0: Here, let's let's see. It's uh, two minutes and fifty-seven seconds. I would say so, Jared. Let's. uh you want me to unmute it?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, well, we can have it in the background. Okay.
0: All right. Let's give this a quick quick watch. Uh, another Star Wars story, a short film. So here we go. We're not gonna watch the whole thing. No.
1: Can you turn up the brightness a little bit? It's dark as hell. That's how you turn up the brightness? <laughs> By twisting your screen. There we go, thank you.
0: So these two uh, two uh, girls are running through a field. They're taking some cover right now.
1: Yeah. Oh, yep. And these these. Wow. This is pretty good. And they have like the tie fighters coming in. Yeah. Overhead.
0: Oh, yep. They got the pink shoes on the one of them. They otherwise dressed all in black. Oh, here comes the Darth Vader-esque dude! Oh, cool!
2: So, so
1: uh, sh- uh, one of the girls said, "I want my lightsaber to be um, pink," and and her older sister, I think that is, or mom mm-hmm. or something, said it can only be blue or green. Right? Looks seems like she got pink. This is pretty
0: sweet, and the crazy thing about this, Jared, is they filmed it on iPhones.
1: I believe it. Yeah, I mean, you can do HD, or I mean, with the new iPhone, you can do 4K video with iPhones. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. That's pretty good acting. Her acting is solid. She got uh, hit. Oh, using the force, yeah. using the force. The production quality on this is legit. It's actually pretty I mean, good. I mean, there's there's legitimate like a like a f- uh, uh, special effects happening. Mm-hmm. Um you know th- there's there's great cuts and, and angles
2: oh whoa
0: just disappeared oh my gosh this is great this is great this is fantastic damn near watch the whole thing yeah, this is fantastic <laughs> i love um,
1: this they make a bunch of them
0: uh well well it says uh creating epic uh short film so let's well, see click if there on are the more.
1: click on the youtube click up, go up go up go up click on that just on that yeah yeah and it'll take you to the YouTube, actual YouTube page. And now, yeah, there we go. And, and Critics now can,
0: Company is this?
1: Is that them? Let's see.
0: Let's see, Critics Company.
1: I think it is. Might be. I'm yeah, going wa- films. I'm, I'm gonna
0: watch yeah. some of these. Check it. Check them out on YouTube. The Critics, uh, yeah. Critics Company. You yeah, betcha. with eighty-nine thousand subscribers, uh, they have another channel, The Critics. Yeah, uh, yeah. How interesting. Yeah, this is this is awesome uh so check them out though there and they are from nigeria is my understanding uh that's yeah what the critics the article, company yeah mm-hmm. yep so check them out shout out to them though this is Subscribed. awesome um exactly this is this is awesome uh you know creating these movies with their phones this is just awesome uh and yeah. you get to see the landscape there which is yeah great. and the la-
1: and the landscape is gorgeous and mm-hmm. surprisingly very fitting for a lot of star wars scenes. yeah <laughs> absolutely and, and, yeah, as I said, the production quality is high. Like, the camera angles are good and the cuts are great. The editing's good and there's special effects in there. That was cool. Right. Yeah, so apparently the critics are getting some attention from Hollywood as
0: well. So shout out to the critics. This mm-hmm. is great. Um, cool stuff. So check it out. Well, Jared, I think you time know. Time for it. I think you know what time it is. It's time to stay positive and do some untranslatables uh, untranslatables are uh, idioms, proverbs, axioms, sayings, phrases that don't translate on a one-to-one basis uh, in English. And we are your certified, tried-and-true, untranslatable uh, professors, uh, experts, uh, decoders, whatever you want to call us. And I'll get us started today, Jared, with an Italian untranslatable. Hai uh, voluto la bicicletta, e adesso pedala, pedala.
1: I think that's how you say that something about a bicycle and pedals you
0: wanted the bike now you've got to ride it
1: uh, okay this one should be a pretty oh clear it's one, like yeah like you made your bed now you have to sleep in it yep you exactly you have to reap what you what you've sown, you know
0: or this one is kind of also like an I told you so but yes. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 definitely mm-hmm
1: I could definitely, that sounds like a very stereotypical thing for like an Italian person to say in like a right. movie or something.
2: Right.
0: You, you, ride your, you got your bicycle, now you have to
1: ride it. <laughs> but ma.
0: <laughs> Mom, I don't want to ride on my bicycle. You got it, now you have to ride it. Let's see. Oh man.
1: <laughs> okay, my uh, first untranslatable is Persian, and it's uh, Turki Baga, a basket full of frogs,
0: so it's like uh,
1: like when you when you have a lot of issues or problems, like a sticky situation. Kind of. Kind of. But say someone has the, what's someone has a a lot of problems, so you'd call them a, a basket case. No, 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 no. Oh, no, that's not what it is. No, okay. But because someone has a lot of problems no matter what they might be, you might consider them a basket full of frogs. Hey, a hot mess. And because they're a hot mess, they're crazy. No, 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 yeah. no. No. Um what is it? So it's like listen, you know, I, I you know, I got to put out this podcast tomorrow and I I broke my leg, but um I asked Chad to do it, but he's a basket full of frogs, Uh-oh. so it's unreliable. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: unreliable. All yeah. right. Uh my next one for you is also uh Italian. Uh Avere la botte piena e la, e la moglia uh to have the wine cask full and the wife drunk
1: oh uh we've i've i've heard this one before it's to have your cake and eat it too yeah very yeah. good it's like you can't yeah you can't both have yeah I, yeah because we've talked about this how it seems kind of predatory <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little a little bit <laughs> um oh i earned that yeah, my mean. next one is hebrew pa'am shit shlis shit i swear to god that's mm. what it's <laughs> actually glida pa'am pa'am schlitz schlitz glida third time ice cream is this is this like sloppy seconds <laughs> no no um,
0: Third time, it ice does cream.
1: have to do with encounters with people, though.
0: So, it's when you like run into someone unexpectedly,
1: yes, very good. Okay, and so it goes essentially like if you run into someone unexpectedly, unex, unexpectedly, like a, a lot in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, maybe you're like, I don't know, at a library and you keep running into someone, and it's like, now we got to get an ice cream. Okay, that's how it goes, right there. I see, interesting.
0: Mm. All right, my next one for you is Arabic. Uh, and it is Min Oyoni. I'm sure I said that wrong. Uh, from my eyes.
1: Oh, it's like uh, someone you're madly in love with. You know the. apple of someone's love someone. I wouldn't, s- I- I wouldn't say
0: it's that far.
1: Oh, like you're uh from my eyes. Like you're. Does that have anything to do with someone's kids? Uh, no. It, it would be like a way to respond to somebody. Oh,
0: like I promise. No, it would be like if I. I said, "Hey, Jared, could you um, could you set up the computer for me for the podcast?" Oh, I was just like, "Bet." You? No. Oh, <laughs> no! It's my pleasure.
1: Oh, my I pleasure. see. I see. I mm-hmm. see. From my. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Yep. I have one more for you. Let's finish on this one. Mm-hmm. This actually came to me. Remember, we were uh, we were downstairs, and I told you, hold on. I don't mind me. I'm just writing something down. Uh uh-huh. I I was like, oh, how did I not think of car-related untranslatables? So one just came into my head, mm-hmm. and this is actually. Well, I'll tell you what it is first. No replacement for displacement. Ooh. Do you know what that means? That's a c- popular car untranslatable. No it's replacement. It's actually for displacement. Yes, it's an English untranslatable. Excuse, uh, English as in the lang- English language. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it is m- most popularly associated with America. No. What was it again? No. No replacement for displacement. Chad. The i don't label. even know where i begin with that one do you know what displacement means that's
0: probably the well, smartest. When, place some, to, when something isn't in the right spot when it's the wrong size no, when it's, no displacement
1: no. you know what like a water displacement is Mm-mm. okay well dis, <laughs> that first of all water displacement really isn't no, displacement is like the size of something so when you're displacing water it's like oh how big something is but that has nothing to do with doesn't okay. do the cars i just random example anyway displacement is like the size of something mm-hmm. so displacement is specifically used to talk about the dis- the size of an engine oh, okay so there's no replacement for size the size of an engine so you gotta have a big engine that's what it means yeah power the yes power. yes and it's essentially it's essentially the americans saying to like the uh the europeans and the japanese Mm -hmm. that um the best way to you know to solve any lack of speed is not like fancy technology Mm -hmm. but through just pure bigger engines power yes (laughs) raw size and power
0: well let's (laughs) let's let's start today jared with talking about the u.s because i think when we talk about car culture I think in most Americans' minds. Sure, we think about ourselves. Well, yes, and, uh, okay. <laughs> and and I think the U.S. is just such a huge... Obviously, yeah. we're biased being both living in Michigan and everything, but at the same time, I cannot imagine really living and functioning in the U.S. without a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Like There are so many other countries in the world where I don't think I would ever even dream of having a, a car. Sure. Whereas here, it's like I cannot imagine living
1: here without one in the vast majority of places sure i mean new york chicago san francisco there's some places where it could be pretty annoying to have a car sure
0: but I would say the majority of places in the U.S., sure. people have a car. They either need a car. It's it's a part of our identity as well. Some of mm-hmm. it has to do with that freedom, that independence to, I'm going to hop in my car and do a road trip to Florida if I feel like it. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. um, there is some level to that. And I think another aspect of car culture in the U.S. is American muscle cars. I mean, when you think of like powerful, loud cars, I tend to think of American cars. I don't think of... I don't think of you know, I'm sure and I don't know nearly as much about cars as you do.
1: There are allowed cars no, from other countries. Oh I know I yes. know that I know. I know, <laughs> no, there are, saying, I know what but, you mean, but yeah.
0: Right. Um, but it's it's really interesting.
1: Um yeah, I, I yeah. I I well I think that's just a like the the driving thing is just a nature of our um like people the the car culture is is c- c- tends to come from a practical place. Like it comes from what your country is conducive to which is why um the the muscle car is so big here the muscle car originally and like from the 60s and 70s was the idea of this giant powerful vehicle not giant this Uh, relatively speaking in comparison to like a European or Japanese car of the Mm -hmm. time, this pretty large vehicle that uh, doesn't get good gas mileage. There's no replacement for displacement. So, you know, the faster it is literally just means the bigger engine it is not some sort of fancy fuel injection Mm -hmm. or a turbo. It's just a bigger engine. And so um it's conducive to these large open roads and it, they're also stereotypically not known for being great to go around a corner mm-hmm. but that's not what american cul- car culture was really ever built on it was more built on the open road right that's our that's sort of our i think main um Main uh, attraction to car culture here in the U.S. So that's where you get like uh, th- th- that the idea of the muscle car. Well, now in modern days, m- most muscle cars, you know, they're they're pretty good cars. Mm-hmm. But like originally, it's 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 considered just like you know, let something to go on Route sixty six with our hand out the window, uh, and 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 just go straight for for miles. Right. I'd say another big part of our um, another part of our American car culture. I mean, it's not just muscle cars, right? Like there's there's right. more to it than that, what what do you think? Trucks are another big one. That's another big one. Yep. Yes, and um yes,
0: yeah. Types of cars vary a lot depending on. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, types of cars. I mean, one of the things that I still remember, my first impression when I landed in Ulaanbaatar in Mongolia, was just how many Toyotas there were, and a lot mm-hmm. of the, the Toyotas actually had the steering wheel on the. On the right-hand side. What do you mean a lot? Not all of them? Not all of them. So in Ulaanbaatar, they Ulan drive Bitar, on both sides. No, no, no. You the, in Ulaanbaatar, they drive on the right side of the road. Same side as Excuse we me. do. The steering wheels on both sides. You can get them depending, yeah, on the car no, you get. Yeah, there's no law over there, so you can. That get seems them. like a bad idea. So yeah, it's, it's <laughs> interesting. I mean, you see, I got into some taxis where some you of never them know the what you're going to get
2: right.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> wow. So it was kind of interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I've not heard of, of
1: that. Car, yeah. Oh, maybe actually I have heard of that actually in a Top Gear episode. But um, yeah. So the U.S. trucks are a big one. I think yes.
0: SUVs obviously as and well. And
1: oh, another part of that, you know, there's the whole cultural open road kind of thing and no mm-hmm. replacement for displacement. But there's also the gas. Gas is relatively cheap here. Yeah. Like in Europe, I, I I believe generally like gas in comparison would like to how we do it would be like six or seven dollars a gallon. or It'd something It'd be expensive. Crazy. It'd be expensive. And so yeah. like the idea of having a a V8 pickup truck um, that you t- use to tow a like a, a camper once a year mm. seems ridiculous, you know. And actually, the idea of like using a camper and stuff is not uncommon in Europe, but they do it with like station wagons and stuff, Right. And like normal size. They mm. don't like. Well, but, I think campers
0: are a little bit smaller and tighter, sure, probably. In too.
1: Probably, it's all about the size. Yeah, right. probably. So yeah, I'd say trucks and just SUVs in general are now huge. Right. Like our, our our we we live in a truck and SUV. Would you society, ever drive sure.
0: a truck or a or an SUV?
1: I have no prob- uh, Excuse me. I have no reason to have a pickup truck. Pickup trucks have no are of no interest to me. Mm. I want something that is fast power. <laughs> Yeah, sure, I guess, but not really. Primarily, I want something that like handles well, you know, mm. something that like you can throw around, turns quickly, mm. and some of those things are fast, um, but they don't have to be, you know. Right. And and pickup trucks, it's like, what am I gonna do with it? What, what, what am I gonna do with it? Mm-hmm. Am I gonna? Uh, is it gonna make it convenient the one time a year I go to uh, Home Depot and buy something that doesn't fit in my hatchback? Is it like, I, I don't want to, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to tow a, 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 am I going to get a jet ski? Am I going to get a boat? No. I thought so. I thought. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> uh, there's no, and there's no excuse for like, well, right. you know, you, uh, the only excuse I could think of would be if you're like a very big person. Mm. Like, you know, if you're like, you know, six, five plus, you know, 300 plus pounds right. and it's, it, it's like, all right, I kind of get it then. But, or like that makes you want to get like a big SUV or something. Mm-hmm. But I I don't I don't generally get it. But yeah. the, I mean, but that's another thing about America, capitalism and consumerism is convincing yourself that you need things that you don't need for like the fraction of a time that you're going to potentially use right. that max We're feature. very good at that here. Whether yeah, it's a sports sure. car or like a big pickup truck. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you could just say the same thing about a 911 where it's like... 99% of the people that buy uh, any sort of fast sports car have no idea how to uh, unleash the, like, the most potential out of it. And if mm-hmm. they tried, would probably kill themselves, you right. know? Sure. And so it's like, well, why do you need that when you could get a, you know, a, a Miata, which you could actually realistically, uh, you know, get all the potential, you know, driving ability out of it. You, you could take it to 100% theoretically mm-hmm. you know which would still take practice you know sure but it's like yeah sure. but I, but it's not as cool as this or it's not as fast as this for when i want to just, you know be in traffic and, and slam on the gas
0: i wonder are there any other countries that you can think of just off the top of your head where they really use trucks a lot like pickup trucks yes. yeah uh
1: the middle east oh okay uh, a lot of middle eastern countries are um They also have the benefit of cheap gas. And more open roads, probably. More open roads. But then they also have um they also have like a lot of rough terrain as well. So it's it's kind of suits just the culture. So if you wanna do if if you wanna do something fun, that's very accessible. Mm -hmm. Um and and once again, gas is cheap. That's always a big one too. But uh yeah, trucks are big in the and also in in some in, in like if you go to, like, really rough areas of the world, rough meaning rough because you might get killed. Right. For example, Toyota trucks are the number one.
0: Are they really? Okay. The
1: Toyota trucks are the number one uh, terrorist vehicle out there. Why? Because they are durable as shit. Okay. They are so... Un- there was an episode of Top Gear, which is... a. Mm. Have you heard of Top Gear? Of course. Very famous car show. One of the most famous... Sh- one of the most popular shows in the world. I don't even think I need to say car show. I think right. just shows it's, in the it's world. It's super
0: popular, yeah.
1: And they had a Toyota Hilux, which is like your general Toyota like Tacoma ish truck mm-hmm. from like the nineteen late early nineties, mid nineties, something like that. Standard Toyota pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And they they the joke was that it's indestructible and they were gonna try to destruct so it. It's like a Nokia of cars or yes, trucks. Literally. Yeah. They, they couldn't break it. Really? They they um hit it with a wrecking ball. They got in it drove away they um it didn't smash the front end they did it from the side okay they left it in the sea overnight wow uh and you know they had to do some tinkering but the the rule was you could only use like basic tools to get it going you couldn't like replace stuff sure um they got it going they put it at the oh they lit it on fire (laughs) the the interior they just lit it on fire and they let and they let it go burn. they didn't stop it they just let it burn and it once it went out it never really affected the engine wow they put it at the top of a i think like a 10 plus story skyscraper that was being uh built and then no dropped it or like demolished not built and they it it was at the top just sitting on the roof of a building that got demolished by Mm -hmm. I mean explosions it didn't blow up you know it just would explode each level and drops and with some work they turn it back on and it started wow So so is this a Tacoma what is this uh, it, it's it's the well they call it. It's a Tacoma in the U.S., but they call okay. it a Hilux around the world. Okay. And, and so that's why it's the number one uh, terrorist vehicle. Okay. because it's indestructible. That's why it's the also super popular in like not even for terrorist reasons, but for like just any area where it's super remote. Mm-hmm. In, in, in like a lot of um Middle Eastern or African countries, just okay. because these these roads are terrible right. in a lot of these places that are yeah, so you remote. You don't want to be driving a sports car or a, a, a sport. Yeah. It's not even an option. And right. so like the um. So uh, like four-wheel drive is required and it's the mo- it's the cheapest most reliable mm-hmm. for and-, and Toyota is Toyota is probably the most popular car company in a lot of countries outside of the US. I mean it's also Absolutely. one of the most popular in the US as well. I mean behind Ford. Oh, by the way, do you know the top-selling vehicle in the United States of America? What is it? it's it's Toyota Camry. Wrong. Toyota Prius. Wrong. No, what is it? The Ford F150
0: oh i should know it's been the top selling
1: vehicle in the united states i don't have the exact number in front of me but why
0: is that is it just really reliable and it's affordable what is it because it's american
1: people because americans love trucks yep and um it's also a marketing thing i mean Mm -hmm. a ford's clearly done the best job at marketing theirs i would I, i assume um and sorry, I just I would, want to see how long imagine. it's been the And because it's and because it's also used popularly for um like fleet purposes and commercial purposes. Sure. It's, it's also that super popular as a um all the
0: farmers out there probably well an f1 they might have a bigger one than an f150 maybe
1: but st- uh, yeah probably but still the f150 is still a super common as like just any sort of city like cities right. buy them on work trucks exactly for sure. exactly yeah that's true so i think that has a lot to do with it but the people love them too can i ask you another
0: car question is, sure. is the toyota prius one of the most sold or most used cars around the world because I feel like I've seen it in many different countries as, as a taxi cab. That's, um, it's,
1: it, it must be one of the top-selling um, hybrids in the world, okay. I would imagine. Oh, my gosh. What? The F-150 has been the top-selling vehicle. Oh, no, 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 no. Excuse me. That was wrong. That was wrong. Um, that was wrong. That was wrong. But it's been the top-selling vehicle in the U.S. for decades. Mm -hmm. anyway it's been around since 1948 that's why i got distracted i was like it's been the top selling since 1948 no that's when it came out but anyway um what was your question excuse me toyota prius oh yeah it's probably one of the most common hybrids because um i know they i mean they use them worldwide and it's and also it was one of the first commercially successful hybrids out there so it probably i mean i don't know I, i don't know how much they sell in comparison to other things but I'd have to imagine that it has to be the probably the top selling hybrid in in the world. So anyway, let's get back to car cultures though. Mm-hmm. Now we're just talking about random cars, right? So I would say the U.S. is certainly known for the the big car. Mm-hmm. It's we're certainly known for the muscle car, the Charger, Challenger, Mustang, Camaro, mm-hmm. Corvette. These are sort of are uh, these are all these are as popular but only. I would say. Uh, less popular than like the the pickup trucks that ram Mm f-150 silverado those are the real i think most popular cars in america followed by like the mustang and stuff okay i mean this is that could be i'm I'm just i'm not saying that's a that's a fact i was i mean you could agree or disagree no i i would
0: agree i think especially around here i see a lot of suvs and a lot of trucks sure um yeah um
1: what do you so all right let's think about a different country for now
0: well what i find interesting and what what kind of drew me to this topic was I had always thought my perception was I figured hands down U.S. we drive the most cars per capita, which is actually not true. Hmm. I thought I thought that was true. Let me see if I can find my my source here for us, Jared. Um, but there, I I thought I saw somewhere uh, online that uh, I forget which uh, it was either Italy or Germany they had the highest number of cars per capita uh
1: highest number oh cars per capita mm -hmm. i thought you said miles driven at first
0: no cars per capita oh maybe
1: um maybe maybe (laughs) i don't have it up anymore (laughs) you said that so confidently i thought you i thought you were ready to go with that i thought i did but okay it's not here um, well, chat has six different windows open, each with and at least ten tabs, tabs yeah. open. Yeah. I don't know how you keep anything straight in there. It's hard
0: to do, Jared. Well Wh-
1: it's, it's it's hard to What do. comes to mind when you uh let, let's think about it like so we so we thought about like what comes to mind when we think of American culture, big cars, mm-hmm. muscle cars, uh pickup trucks and stuff like that. What about um what about Germany? You know, that's another country that you've spent a lot of time mm-hmm. and a lot of time studying. So what do you what, what do you think of when you think of like a German car culture. It's
0: it's funny when I think of German car culture. You know what comes to mind actually? What's that? Is like really pristine, clean cars because mm. they have so much. Like they their regulations are so much stricter in Germany yeah. than we have here. Yeah, and you could see some real beaters, some real
1: clunkers on the road in the states. That's- but that's a joke to... me and my partner have she's mm-hmm. from pennsylvania where they at least have inspections we don't even have any inspections here so sometimes you'll see a really terrible car here in michigan i was like hey hey look at that no inspections and like oh, half the sure. car will be you know only three wheels will be on it uh anyway so yeah I, that, that's definitely a good one uh like pristine
0: uh mm-hmm. ah, here it was yeah uh pristine for sure uh, when I think of German cars as well, I think of just like they're very efficient, like fuel efficient. Mm. Um, a lot of them, I think, space wise, like living in Germany and being in lots of German cars, they're they're a lot more compact. But you'd be surprised how much sometimes you can fit in a trunk of like a Ford Fiesta, right. for example.
1: I don't think I don't think it's that you'd be surprised how much you can fit into a smaller car. I think the way you should say it is, you'd be surprised how much. Americans can convince themselves that they need full-size SUVs and pickup trucks mm-hmm. because because yeah I mean in in general in in Europe in general in most parts of the world the 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 I'd say most parts of the world outside of the U S other than maybe some Middle Eastern areas where it's pretty open the idea of having full size SUVs or pickup trucks is literally it's just not practical yeah it's like I, I can't like unless you live out in the
0: country and you do some work where you need that type of vehicle it's just not worth right, it right right yeah. exactly
1: but but like it's it's just it's the streets are very narrow um, the gas is expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Insuring cars are much more expensive. Um, getting cars inspected is in, is inspect is yep. expensive. There's and a lot of way more involved. Yeah. Way more in uh, like thorough than most of the United States, mm-hmm. and so it's just not. It's just literally not practical. It makes no sense.
0: The other the other thing I think of too with cars in Europe manual most of the cars you yeah. see people drive are manual.
1: I think that's slowly I think that's changing just because automatics are are, are getting so good. Mm-hmm. Um but for I I'd, I'd still say that's certainly still the case where um where manuals are um are still more common in Germany but or in Europe in general. But the thing yeah. is especially with Germany it's a little conflicting because um the manuals are common, but then there's also the thing about, like, the German precision, mm-hmm. and there is, like, the, you know, the doppelkupplung uh, getriebe, getriebe, I don't know, I'm trying to think of how you say uh, uh, d- uh, dual-clutch transmission in German, but anyway, it's, like, is more efficient than the manual, and it shifts at point three seconds faster, you know, like, there right. is this also, like, as you say, like, efficiency, mm-hmm. but also there it comes down to, like, cheapness and stuff like that. Usually... Right. When it, when it comes to like that, trying to eke out the time is like you know this is why the nine eleven comes standard with the or like you know they like because you can get point two seconds faster zero to sixty with the you know dual clutch than the manual and mm-hmm. so there is definitely something with like the um, just like the technology kind of passing manual at this point but it certainly is probably still common. And another thing that's still common in Europe that we have foregone in the United States almost completely as far as passenger vehicles um because of volkswagen because of what they did to us and how they lied to us do you know what i'm talking about the the, that was the fuel emissions thing right yeah dieselgate so essentially Mm. because of that um like that that really uh like volkswagen doesn't really well not at all do they they don't sell diesels at all in the u.s anymore i think they still do nationally though because diesel is still popular in in uh like in in other markets and it is because the efficiency is key because gas is so expensive right makes sense Makes sense. Yeah. I will say this, though. When I think of
0: countries um, in Europe that mm-hmm. are the echelon of cars, Germany is the one that comes to mind. The other one, obviously, that comes to mind and you have to mention is Italy. Sure.
1: Well, that's what I was about to say. I'm shocked you didn't say anything about speed when we talk about Germany. But see, I'm not the Formula One guy like you are. But that's not has nothing to do with it.
0: I guess when I think of German cars, I guess
1: speed- Germany ha- is one of the- f- few countries in the world to have unrestricted oh, Autobahn, that. that's true that's what i didn't even think about that you're right you're totally right uh yeah and so yeah and so i i'd say speed is definitely a big part of of german cars too and obviously they have normal cars they have the Golf, which is gigantic and just your generic car mm-hmm. but um i i would say what they're really known for and what they what what uh it is like a i would say like the like the sleeper is what is what they're known for and i i would say is what they do so well which is the the fast uh unassuming car so like mercedes so like the mercedes audi and bmw are very good at making things that go very fast ridiculously fast like you know like it's almost as fast as like a competitive like a ferrari or a porsche Mm -hmm. or something but look almost like nothing you know right that look like the same one you could get for like 30 grand Mm -hmm. you know And so that is a big part. But I think that's because German people in general, they're not, I I don't think their culture is really about flashiness. So, like, there's also a popular thing in Europe where, like, especially with fast cars like that, where they, like, debadge them. So, you know, like M5 or AMG, like, it's pretty normal for them to get that taken off from the dealership, like, at a Mm -hmm. no cost kind of option thing. It's actually probably more common than that. Why do they do that? I just don't think they're about, like, I don't think they're as obsessed with, like, using the car as, like, a, um, statement as we are mm. I, I honestly don't think cars they are. do equate to status a lot in the u.s for especially sure. here in michigan mm-hmm. you know and when i traveled to other states i i realized how much people and even non-car people are kind of obsessed with cars here just like or, or have so much of an opinion oh that's another thing we have to talk about what people's opinions of cars just because of the brand anyway oh mm. we kind of are talking about that but anyway so, yeah, I would say Germany is also really known for, for the speed and for, like, the, the Autobahn crushers. And so they're known for these cars right. that are – that, you know, the stereotype is that, like, this car can go 150 all day in comfort, you know, with right. and, and it would not be a problem. That's sort of, like, the German thing. Also, you know, there's the handling because there's, like, roads and stuff mm-hmm. there, and they're they're not really a fan of, like, big sort of stuff. So, yeah. Italy for me would be
0: luxury. I mean, just like their clothing brands, you know, it's luxury. It's, what are
1: it's, the what are the luxury Italian car brands?
0: Lamborghini and Ferrari. Yeah, I mean, they're your your sports car. You're there. I mean, obviously
1: they're incredibly powerful, but they also they just look design. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's It's the power is one thing, but certainly. The design is almost as important as yeah. the performance because it catches your eye immediately. Yes, not,
0: not that like a Mustang or a Charger, but like, they are they a look powerful. A but right,
1: exclusivity is another thing about that. Oh, you know? that's true. You don't that's see true. a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Bugatti's Lugatti also Italian, right? It's like French Italian. Okay, I, I think it started by an Italian, but in France.
2: Oh, interesting. Um,
1: okay. but but now it's owned by Volkswagen, so it's a German company. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I would. But you know, it's interesting that that's what you think of it because that's true. I mean, that's what they're known for, and that's their pride and joy, like Ferrari. I mean, Ferrari is also a huge. I mean, both Ferrari and Lamborghini are huge in racing, and you know that there's a whole heritage behind why they have to have these amazing cars. And it's like, for example, Ferrari for the longest time, it was, the owner of Ferrari, Enzo Ferrari is his name, didn't even care about road cars. Like he cared about racing, racing, right? And he sold road cars to support the, the racing, racing business. Yeah, like sure. they didn't even, like he didn't even, he didn't care about road cars. That makes cars. sense, yeah. And so like there is such a strong bond to like the, the culture of, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, racing, which is a popular European sport in general. And then, you know, Ferrari. So for sure. And then, you know, they care about, a lot. and there's also the thing about, especially older Ferraris and Lamborghinis, where um, like build quality is not great. It's in the recent years, it's gotten better. You know, especially since Lamborghini also owned by Volkswagen. Mm. Um, but like back in the day, it was always like these things look beautiful, but they'll fall apart. You know, oh, okay. where it's like the beauty becomes comes before practicality. It's mm. like, well, why would they put this button here? Uh, and it's like, well, because it looks nicer if they do it. Correct
0: me, y- correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like American like muscle cars uh, or high performance cars. It's kind of the opposite. Right, we don't really like unless you're talking about a Corvette. I guess like most of your American muscle cars, they don't really look. They're not as aste- sure. aesthetically pleasing, and they don't really look like a like. I'm thinking more of like a Mustang, a Challenger, a Charger. These type of cars, they don't look like a race car, like a Corvette yeah. or or a Lamp. They just don't have that sleekness to them. It's it
1: will it's is it because of the just bigger engine? No, it's, be- why? it's because of the design and the proportion. So a lot of these sports cars are mid-engined mm-hmm. and which you know so the engine's essentially behind you but in the still in the middle mm-hmm. and it just gives the it, it it gives you so much more ability to have like that that like, you know, that sharper front, mm-hmm. you can do that because there's no engine there. Right. You don't need as much cooling going in the front and okay. it allows for um, just it allows for a different style of design that because we rarely see it and is associated with like these high end sports cars. Right. It's considered exotic, which is why like the new Corvette, you know, the new new one that's now mm-hmm. mid engine kind of gets that kind of looks like a Ferrari a little bit. Because it just just because of the proportions of it, oh, I more see. than you know, not more than that, but like just a start.
0: Whereas whereas like a Mustang or a Charger, the engines are in the front.
1: Right. Yeah. Is that called front loaded engine? Uh, no. Front rear. So front? front engine, rear wheel drive. Oh, gotcha. And then okay. like a Ferrari is like a uh, is like mid rear. Granted, okay. Lamborghinis are all wheel drive, so that would be something. But anyway.
0: Um Speaking, though of uh, Ferrari and Lamborghini though- mm-hmm. you know you know what other country I associate with Lamborghini Lamborghini mm-hmm. what's that? Uh, uh, United Arab Emirates. Oh, because the police—they <laughs> oh, yeah. have Lamborghinis, right? Is it Lamborghinis or Ferraris? They have I know a they whole have...
1: bunch of stuff. They probably have both. They have a whole bunch of stuff. Can yeah. you
0: imagine that getting pulled over by a Lamborghini or a Ferrari?
1: Well, th- I think their justification is that because these are like they're in like Dubai and like mm-hmm. these super rich cities, it's like to pull over people speeding. And they pe- in these similarly these fast nice cars, cars. Yeah. right? right. <laughs> exactly. But it's like. Uh, is that really the most practical way to do that because i think in the u.s at least the most practical way to do that is like a helicopter and just you follow them or something right but anyway yeah that's that's definitely uh, let me just say though i'm not done with italy you know italy does have normal cars you Mm -hmm. know they have like lancia they i don't know if lancia still exists they have fiat Mm -hmm. uh, like the fiat 500 because i think that's another part of italy is like the super small the super small car because i've been to rome and i you cannot find a car in the city of Rome that does not have some sort of ding on it just sure. because there's they don't really are they're not great at following the rules and there's not much space so every time you're parking the parking the bumper is to be bumped mm-hmm. you know and that's how they get in and out of spots and so every car has some sort of dent in it on the side and door ding that I imagine most people don't even bother getting fixed because they're like, I'm going to break it, leaving the shop. Yep. Um, and so when I think of it- uh, Italy, obviously I think of Ferrari, Lamborghini, but mm. I also think of super small cars, and I think of um, of a lot of just like sort of chaos in the streets mm. when driving.
0: Which is so funny because if you go from Germany and move south, I mean, from my understanding, the times I've been in Germany, I've never driven where i've been in plenty of cars and it's pretty Mm -hmm. orderly pretty you know what i mean whereas i've heard the further south you go and once you get into italy it just yeah becomes a lot more chaotic well
1: and the irony well yeah i mean france is paris at least is kind of chaotic too but maybe that's just a big city thing Mm -hmm. the irony of like the lamborghini ferrari thing is it's really not practical to have any of those cars in italy you know like those cars are not really made for italy anymore right but it's it's, like it used to be said that like uh there used to be a saying and untranslatable Mm -hmm. that it's that um you know a lot of italian cars back in the day were made for italians which tend to be smaller than americans Mm -hmm. and so it's like um it's not that the car is like and so like people would be like oh this car is too small and like the italian or like it would be like oh there's nothing wrong with the car (laughs) right it's like i think uh you maybe you're like maybe you're the one that needs to lose some pounds not the car you know so it's like that's funny it's like it's like the car is made perfectly well uh if you know for uh, average-sized human but uh let's think of another country well you, speaking
0: of like chaotic driving one of the craziest places that i yes. went to was uh saint thomas which is an island oh interesting um, and and the cool thing what i'm pretty sure it was either actually i could be wrong it was either saint thomas or saint martin one of those two islands uh i don't remember if it was because of one of the previous hurricanes or what happened but they didn't have any stop signs But the Uh, roads had spots where you assumedly would stop. Right. And so that was really there's no guarantee. Right. So (laughs) that was really, it was for me, it was chaotic because I wasn't from there. But obviously, if you live there, I mean, they have a system. I don't really know how it works, but they sure they make it work. Well, speaking of chaotic,
1: uh, Mm -hmm. India, Delhi, oh, yeah, is known for being sort of the ultimate chaos uh you know people going the opposite way on freeways Ooh, um sounds terrifying <laughs> uh, um you know no adherence to to like you know lights or or you know or lanes or anything like that mm-hmm. there are other places where they do that like rome for example they don't really follow lanes that well but like um that the, the people that get it say it works you know like it, 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 i mean it's probably still way more dangerous than here but i but you know people get it and it works to them right um, another nope. chaotic place mm-hmm. I imagine the, I'm surprised you said um, I'm surprised you said St. Thomas or, or, or St. Martin's because you were just earlier talking about how you're in Mongolia where they drive on oh, uh, super chaotic both sides of the car yep or the steering wheel can be on either side. Yes. That seems very confusing. Mm.
0: Well, and Ulaanbaatar was one of those places where
1: And you, you said the traffic was crazy too. Traffic didn't you? is
0: crazy. You have to be super aggressive. Mm-hmm. There is no no one's gonna let you in. You you find your way in. I mean there were a few times when I was in a cab where I like we were inches away uh, yeah. from getting in a car accident. Another place that's really chaotic from what I've read and from what we've seen from dash cam footage. Russia. Is Russia.
1: You know why they? You know, <laughs> you know why they have so many dashcam videos out of Russia specifically. Well, didn't didn't it stem
0: originally from like corruption and stuff, or, or am
1: I wrong? I th- I, that? Well, I think it's stemmed st- stemmed from like insurance corruption and like mm. uh, and like um insurance fraud insurance fraud and then also like uh uh yes uh, like my friend hit Vladimir runs, hit runs. he hit
0: my car he hit my 40,000 dollar mercedes <laughs> and now i need a new mercedes
1: yeah and there's and so there's just an endless supply of dash cam videos from russia uh yeah and apparently it's because like people like there's a lot of hit and runs mm. and uh insurance fraud there um but now these days you can see them in, in a lot of places um Let's talk I f- about. I feel like dash cans are just a smart idea. What's, what What's the car culture like in in China? From what it's you really remember, it's really interesting because I don't really know much about it.
0: I feel like I could be wrong about this, but I feel like a lot of you, your average person over there does not own a car. Um, yes, I could be wrong. I do about know that. that but yeah, I, the I ownership
1: say- rates are a lot lower. And the, in the interesting US. thing about
0: cars over there is they have a lot of Chinese brands that I've never heard of. Yeah, but they me look, either, dude. they look, yeah, so similar to like Volkswagen and Ford and different, mm-hmm. you know, car companies.
2: So that was really top tier did an
1: episode about that where they they went to China and they were showing off a bunch of different cars that look exactly like um, like you know German or American cars, mm-hmm. whether it be like you know BMW X5 or something like that or right. a Volkswagen Jetta. And um, apparently, according to what they said on Top Gear, is that they can do that because they don't have copyright as strict. Yeah, copyright yeah. laws. It's yeah. like the same thing as buying like you know knockoff movies or a fake mm-hmm. watch or something kind of. Right. It, yeah, it's true. It's but just a I car. don't think they they can't call it that though. They can't call. Well, they give them Chinese names. Sure. Well, they, I guess they can't call it that because those brands still do exist in that country too. Right. So it's like you can't just straight up take the name. That's right. A far. Right.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but so. We, so, so a, that was that was interesting. The other thing too is, I mean, the majority of cars that I saw on the road were taxis.
1: Was there, okay, oh, yeah, right? Because ownership mm-hmm. is not so. There's not. I imagine if that's the case, there's not a lot of chaos in this. In unless oh, you're in, like, oh no,
0: it's crazy driving in China. Even is in like Xian'an.
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, once again, it's it's you. People I don't let you in. You got to be
1: aggressive. I remember seeing videos from Zach P, uh, where he's walking in like areas that seem pretty like remote and like mm-hmm. the roads seem pretty open. Yeah is that, is that not, that's not a common area. D- He's no, like in the middle no, of nowhere. Yeah, you
0: have to be further out in the boonies. In okay. Okay. That.
1: Okay. Um. So even in Janan, it, it can be pretty hectic.
0: Oh yeah. And it's crazy. And just see the, the infrastructure they have with all the mm. different highways and everything. It's really crazy. to Yeah. See.
1: Yeah. Um, I can, I, I can only imagine like the rate that they're building those, uh, you know, that infrastructure up.
0: Right. But, but I, I just don't think car ownership over there is looked at the same one. You don't need it. Mm-hmm. Like we need it. Number two is I just don't think there's this – most Americans I know, like, when you turn 16, it's kind of a rite of passage to get your driver's license. Sure. And a lot of people either buy a car, their family – if their family's, you know, better off, they might buy them a car or gift them a car or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like, in China, you don't – I don't hear about my students who are 18 being like, oh, my God, I'm turning 18. I have to take my driver's test, I have to get a car. Whereas here, that's – it's very, very different.
1: Yeah. I I think – I think – um, buying a car in China from what I would I would think is, is, is more of a rite of passage in the sense of like a professional rite of passage kind of thing. Right.
0: Or what's, what I find fascinating over there, though, is just the amount of you will see the super wealthy there that have these super fancy sports yes. cars. And the funny thing about China is they always put stickers or maybe it's a wrap on the car that has like a Pokemon character yes. or a Hello Kitty.
1: or Yeah, that's popular in, in Japan as well. But yeah, it's like a whole little anime scene on the side of their car uh uh do, do you know much about car culture in japan i don't i know th- i know they i forget what it's called now
0: but they really like heavily customize their cars and they would drift them wouldn't they
1: Dr- uh, drifting does originate from um from japan i believe you know there's a road i think specifically popular for it called the toge in japan um but the yeah the thing about car culture in japan it's it's very it's very tough because it's uh it much like you know much i imagine much like a lot of countries it, it's really hard to get a car it's it's super expensive and um and in Japan the government of Japan at least they're not really kind to old cars so like a lot of old cars actually from Japan end up going to like England or even like once the 25 year rule which after 25 years you can import a car from a from a country where the car was like if the car was not originally sold in the US mm-hmm. After the car is twenty five years old, you can free, legally import it to the imported oh, U.S. Oh, interesting! I didn't know. And that. so a lot of a lot of like these super popular Japanese cars that really were popular in car culture, like the Toyota Supra, mm-hmm. the Nissan GTR, the uh, Toyota Corolla AE eighty six. Like these – eighty six is an icon in drifting. Like these cars, they don't really like the preservation for them is a lot is a lot harder in your in Japan just because of how expensive and hard it is to own an old car. So like mm-hmm. they really but they were the the government really sort of um motivates you to be in, in like a relatively new car. And it once again, still expensive. Mm-hmm. But like it's even more expensive the older and older it gets. And so a lot of those a lot of like the I, I'd say not that there's not a car culture over there, obviously there is. But I feel like um you know like there's a huge japanese car culture here and um and there's a and a lot of it comes from like do you know where it started really i I would imagine i mean it happened before this but where it really got popular Uh -uh. really got popular no honda civics oh vcrs i'm talking about a movie vcrs uh fast and furious there you go there you go okay tokyo drift that was one of them yeah (laughs) that was the third one uh, that was, but yeah. So, in, but in Japan, um, so the the small car is very popular. Have you heard of like a K car? A K car is like a, a super small car. So it's okay. like a, it's like um. I've probably seen them in China. I betcha. It, maybe you probably you've probably seen them in van form. Okay. So like a su- maybe think of like a super small work van. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I saw probably, lots of those in China. Uh, let, let, hold on. Of them. K car work. Hold on. Work van you, I, you've probably seen this yeah here that's a good picture of one like something like this oh yeah oh yeah so so this is like that's probably like smaller than it's like two
0: a, two people up front and then basically the whole back is a van sure right? yeah
1: like a normal minivan yeah. but they're it's super it's tiny Tiny.
0: yeah i've seen the the one one below it Yeah, like blue a blue one like a pickup truck yeah, one version that one i yeah. saw a lot in and, China. And,
1: and this is why it's also so funny to think about in in the u.s the f-150 you know uh any sort of pickup truck silver any pickup truck but mm-hmm. specifically the f-150 being the most popular these are like our standard work vehicle like that's your standard sort of we're, but in in europe uh and and it's it's what do you think it is in europe by the way like your standard sort of work vehicle
0: oh good question probably a Volks, Volkswagen. Uh, Merce- uh taxis it
1: might even be a mercedes taxis are mercedes but i mean like our like a their versions vehicle. of a pickup truck i mean uh, is there a mercedes equivalent there to is there is a mercedes version I, I but there's a lot would be the mini the, like the, not the minivan but the mm-hmm. van it's like a sprinter for okay. transit but then it's crazy to think in like in japan or, or china apparently or korea mm-hmm. i'd imagine too um like their work vehicle are our vehicles are primarily like even smaller mm-hmm. you know so i'm always wondering like how much space do we really need here you know right. Granted, I understand the difference. I understand why maybe this wouldn't be practical. Right. These K cars are almost like bigger, like slightly bigger than toys. And It's crazy
0: to <laughs> see them haul stuff. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen them st- with just stacks of stuff yeah. on them. It's crazy. For sure. For sure. Yeah.
1: Um, let's do one more country. This is why I want to get get your idea mm-hmm. of if you can, if you what you know about the. Um, well, we could do actually a couple. Let mm-hmm. me do two more. Uh, what do you What do you know about the um, English car culture? Well, I know Jaguar was a big company jaguar Camar- is very popular rolls royce you know it's interesting one. i mean mm-hmm. this makes sense but you know all the luxury stuff like it's all right. luxury stuff that you know like mm-hmm. ferraris lamborghinis right I,
0: yeah i couldn't tell you what a quote-unquote
1: normal mm-hmm. british car would be ford is super popular in, okay. in england it's probably right. one of the most popular brands um uh there's also like i'm trying to think of um I'm trying to think of what else would be popular just like your standard uh right european stuff citroen peugeot stuff okay. like that um, but they're known for also. I think they're known most for like the sports car, you know, mm-hmm. like like it, like the small. Like imagine, imagine like like a Jaguar, right? Like a sure. That's but that's that's like once again. That's like the you know the more luxury. That's like the pinnacle. The, okay. Also like Aston Martin, James oh, Bond yeah. with all of his Aston yep. Martins. Yep. Um, but I'm talking about like a super small two seater convertible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like a super British car to me, like a like a MG midget i believe is one of them i know that's a bad word but it's a car oh interesting Something like this okay where where it's like a little it's like almost like an old school miata yeah this to me is like the quintessential quintessential like british car okay and and um and you know it's actually weird that these are these are super not not just this one specifically this is an mg a british sports car company but there are all sorts of different ones like a triumph tr7 for example is a version of it i think that one's actually a little tr6 is one too that's a, a older one i believe Oh, that's just the engine, because I was looking up the engine of a TR6 a
2: couple days oh, nice. ago.
1: But, like, this is a different one. And just, like, this little British sports car. But, like, it's weird, because they're, like, in a super rainy area. It mm. rains all the time. But this is, like, a super... Like, this is a very popular part of the car culture, you I'll know? be honest, though. I do... I, I get why
0: people, I guess, like no convertibles. Interest. But, yeah, uh, no interest in a convertible.
1: I, no. I have no interest in these, because they're super unreliable. I, I think I could... I think I could... I could um, consider a convertible if the car was right, you know. Okay. But like, in general, I, I probably I probably agree with you. I, pr- I I probably would not be looking for a convertible. So let's
0: let's talk about now some of the best places maybe to to drive. Like, yes. I, I think one place that I would love I would love to uh, eventually, hopefully, once I can get the car, I'm you know hoping on at some point within the next year, year and a half, two years. Who who knows. Uh, I would love to do a road trip just from Michigan down south and go through, like, Kentucky can be really beautiful. Yeah, the Blue Ridge Highway.
1: Highway yep. Is that what that is? Yep.
0: It'd be fun one day to do a, a a road trip down Route 66. I mean, I've heard scenically it's not the most beautiful. Yeah, I think that would be a little boring to me
1: because that's just, like, long, boring straights, you know? Would it be
0: fun, but, though, to get a nice, like, a powerful
1: car and really yeah, drive like, yeah, that yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 See, that's the place where you, where you like, see how fast you can go. Right. Where, where it's just, like, it's miles of perfectly flat, straight, straight desert. yeah. Yeah, that's where you're like, let's see how fast this freaking uh, Hellcat Charger can go. Right, exactly, <laughs> for sure. Exactly. But California in general has to be probably one of the best driving places oh, in, in, in the maybe the world because there's like a lot of mountain roads, a lot of like a uh, a lot of roads that. But I, uh, in, in California, also is probably one of the you know top car cultures in the US. I'd say Michigan's probably pretty close because mm-hmm. we have the big 3 here, Ford, Chrysler, and and uh GM and uh and you know, it's just so ingrained into every uh, almost everyone's family in this right. Metro Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Um but I'd say you know, California, LA, San Francisco Bay Area, they're they're big car cultures too. And they also have they 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 might have the we we might have the companies but they have the roads for sure because Michigan mm-hmm. has almost no good driving oh, roads, especially in our are area. They're just straight and hard and- <laughs> Potholes yeah, everywhere exactly. too. Um, some other places, you know, places I'd like to go, I'd like to go to certainly Europe. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Autobahn is kind of cool. But the thing is, I think the Audubon is a little overrated. I'm gonna yeah. say the Audubon is overrated. I, I would I, agree with you. I've I, been on it and it's cool. I've been fast on. It. I mean, I haven't driven. I've been, I was a kid and it's cool, mm-hmm. but I still think it's overrated.
0: I would say this. I I was with a good buddy of mine, my friend David, who's a, a doctor in Germany, and he was nice enough to take us from, uh, mine where we were, and we went like through the Mosel and we kind of like wandered through the country roads. Exactly. That was gorgeous.
1: That's. I would take the back roads, mm-hmm. like the beautiful back country roads, over. The autobahn any day. Oh, for sure. For one, um, for one, the autobahn is it's it's kind of dangerous. Like mm-hmm. driving yeah, that fast sure. is fun, but it's, it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> and if you're not if you're not it, used to it, it can you, be. Yeah, I mean it's it's not that I don't think it's hard though. You just have to know the rules, which is just always you only literally you're, you're only. In a right lane to pass. So even if there's four lanes, you mean you're left get, lane to pass. A left, excuse me, left yeah. lane to pass. So even if there's four lanes and you're going 150 miles per hour, and there's no one right on the lanes. road, you stay all the way on the right. Yeah. And then if there's someone to pass, you just go one over, yeah. and pass them, and go back. Or if there's you know two, then you know blah blah blah. Right. Um, so it is it is very orderly, but it is still dangerous. And also it's just a straight line for the most part, you mm-hmm. know. And then also. It's not just all. It's not just a freaking free for all on the autobahn. A, a good portion of it has normal speed limits, like a yeah. normal freeway. Yeah. You kind of have to go out into the into not you know kind of middle nowhereish mm-hmm. a little bit to get like good stretches of just empty open road. It's not just right. you, like you can just hop on the freeway anywhere and it'll be like all right, go for it. <laughs> you know, so like it's just like it's it's a very short li- short lived experience. But I'll say one of the greatest car experiences in the world, in the most accessible also, is in Germany. Chad, this is my uh, quiz question for you. Do you know what it is? In Germany. The Nuremberg Ring. Oh, okay. Very good. Ba-boom. Very good. No
0: ham horn for that one, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I only it know is. that, though, Jared. Let me, let, me, let me preface this by saying, uh, or not preface, I guess, but well, let me just say uh, I only know this because I was
1: staying near where the Nuremberg mm. Ring was. Um, yeah, so it is a, a racetrack. One of the most iconic racetracks uh in the world where they race I at least the 24 hour of Le Mans, which is a one of the you know, the most one of the most popular endurance races uh in the world. And um I just said 24 hour of Le Mans. I'm such an idiot. Le Mans is a racetrack in France. In France, that the twenty-four sense. hours of Nuremberg Ring is what mm-hmm. they race there. <laughs> right. Um but also the what makes it unique, I guess, is that it literally is just a public road mm-hmm. that um, that anyone can drive on. And so, if you were to just go there on a normal day, obviously not when they're doing a race, they shut it down. But on a normal day, you could just go there and you could see anything from like a, a you know a Porsche 911 mm-hmm. um, to a tour bus filled with right. tourists to someone in their like Honda Civic. <laughs> you know, right. it's just a hodgepodge of cars uh on a on a racetrack but it's just you know a normal it's like a highway road mm-hmm. i believe yeah yeah uh, but it doesn't go it's, anywhere though it is a racetrack right but it is considered a highway road
0: yeah it, it's pretty cool
1: yeah i would i've never been there but that is probably a bucket list uh, mm-hmm. uh, activity for for a car nerd like me and fun
0: fun fact that's where the big music festival rock on ring comes oh really from, the Nuremberg ring that's yeah. cool yeah. Yep. is
1: it like a car does it still happen
0: uh, well, the funny thing is it used to be there, then they moved it somewhere else. Now I'm not sure where it is. Okay. I wonder if, uh, uh, is there like uh, yeah. a car culture around it? No, not around the concert. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, around the event. But the area itself, for sure. Sure, of course, but, of course. But, but I mean but like event, around the no. event, if it's at a
1: racetrack. No, I don't It's just because there's a lot so. of open space at but racetracks. see, <laughs> when I went to the
0: festival, it wasn't at Nuremberg Ring anymore. It was, sure. It was in this, it was like an old, uh, Airplane hangar, I guess, or an old airspace field or something sure. in this little I, town. But
1: yeah. I, I've heard Japan has has amazing roads. Mm. But the thing that would make me nervous about Japan is that they have super strict speeding laws, and uh, uh, they have a lot, lot, lot of speed cameras. You know, it's not right, and they're not friendly to that, so it's not really easy to get away. Same with like Switzerland, gorgeous roads but don't be speeding you're probably going to get a ticket. Right, right. <laughs> don't be speeding. And actually, they're super strict, and obviously mm. it's a super expensive country. There was this one car guy that I follow. Um, he was doing some sort of car event in Switzerland and retroactively got sent to his house a speeding ticket, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like it was like $8,000 or something like that, $5,000. It was, it was thousands crazy. of dollars. Uh, well, you
0: know what's interesting about, uh, I know I can speak at least about Germany is, uh, the fines you get are actually based on your income, income level. Yeah. Which that's, I really I think like. A lot of, that.
1: I think that's a lot of countries. and
0: Which I think is way more fair. Sure. You of know, course. like a $150 ticket for somebody, if you're really poor, like in the States, that could be your grocery money for or the
1: week. Or if you're rich and you're in a Ferrari, it means nothing. <laughs> that's exactly. not a punishment at all. Exactly. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So um, it's,
0: it's interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And, and, and Sal, yeah. It, I would
0: love to take a road trip across Canada. I think that would be pretty beautiful.
1: Yeah, I think you might need a four by four to do that. You know, mm. you might, but that would be fun to do, like a sort of a like a, 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 a like a, a road trip that involves like a four like an off road portion. Maybe not That'd anything cool. like you know where it's like, oh, we might not make it out of here. Right. <laughs> but like essentially, just some uh, dirt roads with some hills is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, that would be cool too. I've never been deep into the uh, off-road community, but it does seem fun. I know it's obviously big here in the U.S. with jeeps and stuff. That's right. a huge thing. Uh, Toyota trucks, SUVs, and trucks mm-hmm. as well, like a 4Runner. Uh, it's also big in like the Middle East too. You know, they have the sand dunes. Oh, that and, cool. and like, uh, you know, the UAE and and um and Saudi Arabia and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, that that's why, and, and you know, areas like that, a lot of open space. Also, why SUVs are popular. You know, big SUVs are popular there um so yeah that that would be fun too that'll be fun is there any other place that would be a cool place to drive i mean germany is an obvious one right. the u.s is kind of an obvious one i think too. through
0: like tuscany through just any Italy any would nature be good, place. Yes. another big one that i forgot to mention is uh czech switzerland
1: oh, driving yeah.
0: around in that
1: whole area is
0: sure breathtakingly gorgeous i can imagine it's really that. beautiful to wind up the mountains the windy stuff. roads cool.
1: are great that was one mm-hmm. of the first places i i I got to learn how to drive manual or just drive in general for that matter mm-hmm. was uh, um was in I mean this is going to sound stupid but was in France mm-hmm. when I lived in Germany and we went on like road trips um I would I would like uh, you know my parents we'd be on like a country road in the middle of nowhere my and we'd be like this would be a good time to learn how to drive there's no one around and I would that's where I would first started learning how to drive manual. Oh, and there are nice. cer- certainly certain times where it's like, you know, you start in like what looks almost like farm country, and then quickly you end up in like some sort of little mountainy road. And, you know, my mom would be terrified because she'd like look over, and it would be like a drop down a mountain. And I'd be like, listen, mom, I realize that I'm a new driver here, but I, I do know how to keep the car straight right. on a road. <laughs> and not just skirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just gonna be like, oh, God. Roll off the mountain. Fl- yeah, just flick it off the road. Right. Great, so I guess it's fair. I was like 13. Now, one, one
0: place that... Uh, uh, I haven't driven yet, but I think next time I'm there, I hope to drive around it and we'll drive through it. It's called the Tooth Pass in Montana. Mm. And it is, I think, the I don't know what the highest elevation is, but I know one of the spots, it's 5,555 feet.
2: Oh, uh, cool. the
1: elevation. One of the coolest drives I ever did, wasn't that long, but it was to top of Pikes Peak when I lived in Colorado. Oh, that would be cool. That was cool. And that, that definitely... Um, that that was a cool experience. On the way down, it was um a, a, a little sketchy. It's actually better that I was in a manual car felt because you had some control of the gears. Mm-hmm. Because you know it's a straight down for. I mean, not straight down, but you're going down for miles right. and miles, and um it's a it, it's a strain on your brakes for if you just uh like ride the brakes the whole time. So there's actually one or two brake checks along the spot where they like okay. smell it, see how hot it is. And, uh, you know, they'll tell you to pull over for a bit if, if you need to. So that part was – it wasn't stressful, Could but it definitely – Could you just roll it down in neutral, basically? No, because you'd be going so fast. So fast. Okay. If, I don't <laughs> know how, how, how steep Yeah, no, is, no. Because okay. uh, you, you would be – yeah, no, that would be – super dangerous to just okay. uh go Ooh, at the speed yeah because you probably you could probably get up to like 60 70 miles per hour i mean it's a and it's a winding right. mountain road so they're going off the cliff at that point <laughs> for yeah. sure that would be crazy also yeah. pike's peak is a uh, is a um a car community staple mm-hmm. because that's where they do the uh the the pikes the pikes peak hill climb which is a super fi- have you heard of that Mm-mm. it's a super popular race that i think they did a couple like a month or so ago uh this for this year but they do it every year and it's a uh a race up pikes peak but but it's not a it's not like a race where everyone's driving at the same it's like a timed a, right. a time it attack sounds, i guess they yeah. call it and um but you know they drive like you know 800 horsepower. Race car, like race p- car Porsches right. up this at full speed. Right. And it is a w- crazy thing to watch. And actually, back in the day, it used to be par- partially gravel, Ooh, um, which was actually safer. Slot- oh, really? People said it was safer because you couldn't go as fast. Oh, and so you were naturally. And so, you know, the, the control under gravel is, is pretty controllable if you know how to drive <laughs> a good car, like if you know how to drive a car like right. a race car driver. But the thing about now that it being. All pavement is you can go way faster sure and so the you know the mistakes that could happen are you could could be yeah more catastrophic sure and so it's i i've seen some some like drives up it it is a wild thing to watch Hmm. it it is it is real wild because it's it's like this person's going full blast um, but that yeah, that's it's cool, and it, it's cool that it's like I, I don't know, I, I, the ra- the cool thing about racing is it does sort of it is like a culture it's certainly a cultural thing, especially like like there's like like there's the like it, it it's sort of what powers some of these t- cities like it's what powers kind of like the culture like excuse me the tourism around it's sort of what powers Colorado Springs mm. and there's also another one like it in uh, Ireland is it the Isle of Man TT which is a race, and it's in these. In these winding, you know, backcountry right. Irish roads. I think it's I- Ireland. And they're on motorcycles, well, bro. I'd, I'd be they're where on, the... And there are people on the side of the road on these British... You know those mm-hmm. British, like, two-lane back roads? Yep. They just stand on the side of the road watching motorcycles wow. go by... that's crazy. ...at, like, 200 Ungodly miles per speeds. hour. Yeah, that's crazy. And it, it is it is just a a, a wild thing to watch where well, it's like, this shouldn't even be legal. <laughs> another, another big spot, too,
0: would be Daytona Beach, right? I mean... Daytona I, I, Beach, I, what I, happened...
1: Daytona 500. Oh, but that's on a racetrack.
0: It's not. It's well, it's a NASCAR event.
1: Sure, but it's on a racetrack. Right. I see what you're the, saying. The gotcha. things like Pikes Peak is just a public road that they turn that, into a racetrack. Turn into, gotcha. Same with the Isle. This right. is like here's a picture from the Isle of Man TT. Oh, that's crazy. It's just a normal British look, look. Look, look at this fucking people standing there. That's <laughs>
0: wild. That's crazy. Oh my god. Let me ask you a cultural question, Jared. Why do you think? And you might not have the answer to this, but why why do you think that Formula One is so popular, but it never really caught on? In like we we have NASCAR, but we don't we don't have our own form of Formula One, like nothing similar with like the winding track and stuff, right?
1: We have IndyCar. Okay, Um, I'd say racing in America probably started with NASCAR, Mm -hmm. and and NASCAR. What do you know where NASCAR came from? How it started? No idea. No, it started from well, um, it started as like a. it started as illegal moonshining, so you know, like, so the whole point initially was that, um, you, well, you know how like a NASCAR they use, you know, obviously they have all the uh, advertisement, on it, but it's like a Ford, you know, it's like a Ford Fusion, mm-hmm. it's like a, uh, or now they probably use a Mustang, but it's like a normal, a theoretically, or, or even like a Toyota Camry, for example, right. they have, it's like a normal car, up. yeah, but th- you know, there's no relation to these cars. Right. They just have like the shell around it mm-hmm. that looks like that car, and it's because it was based off of. Originally, NASCAR started with people that were moonshiners and they were, you know, uh, taking booze back and forth Mm -hmm. and uh, um, Dukes of Hazzard style outrunning the police with their souped up mm -hmm. moonshine mobiles. And eventually, uh, you know, they had these souped up cars and they just started racing each other with their souped up moonshine cars as like a side hobby, essentially. And so that's where NASCAR started from from these people souping up their moonshine cars and, um, America, and <laughs> which is so funny too. Um, I don't know. I don't need to get into it. Then you get politics, um, you know, respect the flag kind of stuff and, and, and like, uh, respect our troops and stuff mm. where it's like, you're supporting a sport that literally started, as a from crime. breaking the law, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Like this whole thing started with "f the law." We're going right. to do this crime well, anyway. Well, I knew
0: I knew that bootleggers <laughs> did have like they would soup up their cars so they yeah. could outrun. That's the where law. An ass,
1: that, and they started yeah. for as a hobby racing the racing right. them with other boot uh, like a boot bootlickers. Is that what they're, bootleggers? Boot leggers, yeah, bootlicker is
0: somebody who right. respects like, authority basically no matter what. Right,
1: right, right. The opposite right. of a, a bootlegger. bootlegger, yeah, for, sure. <laughs> for uh, sure. So yeah, and so Formula One, so. I, I don't know how Formula One got started like that, but I certainly know that um, once again, just by the nature I think of the roads that they have available in Europe and the small twisty roads led into their focus being more on on turns rather than speed. Now obviously if you're gonna do a race and do like the ultimate version of that. It's straight line speed, right? It, no, I'm saying you're gonna have fast as well. But I think right. it really started from that focus on turns mm-hmm. before speed well it's more technique right it's more technical whereas
0: or maybe that's a false statement i mean
1: listen i'm a Formula one fan and mm-hmm. i don't really watch the other stuff but i right. certainly know that uh people that watch uh, that are fans of nascar would beg to differ obviously there's a lot of technique in both right it's just a different style different, of technique. that's a good way to yeah put it. yeah the, the focus is because the, the focus is more on i don't really know what the focus is in um in nascar to be honest with you but but certainly the focus in the you know is is on like and, and i'll say this they're, they're, shake and bake baby the, 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 that's the, the, the car technology <laughs> is much older in mm-hmm. nascar you know they're not as focused on you know obviously there's a lot of fancy technology these are you know modern race cars mm-hmm. but if you're going to compare them to a nascar even an car, or excuse me if you're going to compare them to a formula one car or even an car, which is like a sort of a lower level of a formula one car let's just say um the level of technology that goes into things like um like the, the engine, like for like the engines are much smaller in Formula One cars, but still pack similar if not more power. You know, they use hybrids, at least Formula One cars are hybrids. Um, you know, the aerodynamics are way more advanced where the downforce can allows you to go into turns at speeds that most normal humans wouldn't find possible. You mm-hmm. know, like five G's of on turns and brakes and stuff like that. Uh, braking, for example, is another one, is way more aggressive in, in, like, a Formula One car. So, like, the precision of them is just, like, at a, at a higher level. And what I think that what makes Formula One so popular uh, and so cool is that it is, like, the ultimate level of a vehicle. And a, a lot of times, the technology does trickle down to real cars. Mm. So, like, like you know, they, 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 it'll start, you know, technology will start in a Formula One car. For example, like, carbon ceramic brakes, for example. Uh, actually, I don't think know if they still do use that but like started with racing like racing is a popular spot, sports spot for car innovations to trickle sure, down makes to just sense. normal yeah. technology. So yeah. you can test it out uh, with a high performance vehicle see sure. what works. Sure you have see a high budget you have the best um, uh, you know you have the best engineers in the world best and you're trying drivers to, too. Exactly. You're yeah. trying to build the greatest sport you know sports car rather than this tr- trying to build you know something for the masses. It's right. like yeah we can't really take all these risks. When we're trying to make money off of just a product right i would
0: say that the the big things to kind of recap today's episode with cars unless you unless you have more no stuff please add, no, no 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 i think some of the the biggest things for me that i notice with like heavier car cultures uh, excluding japan i would say japan's the an- anomaly here maybe is a lot of these countries they have the, the infrastructure set up it's more car friendly mm-hmm. so what i mean by this is obviously in the us most of our cities and towns. infrastructure it's it's roads it's not railways sure it's not subways it's i mean you can take a plane i guess but it for most people your common person in the u.s you're going to take a car it's just
1: yeah sure it's just people adapting Mm -hmm. to the roads they have which for example why you know why the british sports car which is a you know small two-seater sports car so popular Mm because you know they their roads are tiny right and if you want to get the most out of it you don't really have the opportunity to use like a big old challenger which will be halfway in the other lane and then you just, won't
0: have mirrors anymore after driving it for a sure, week. Sure, exactly. You you know? It's
1: just yeah. adapting to to your cult, to you know what you, what you have on, on offer, and then the culture kind of just forms around that, mm-hmm. you know? But
0: the interesting thing with the culture aspect is also then you have the uh, type of status, right? You mm-hmm. know, different cars sure. in different countries mean different things. Like I know I was talking to one of my former students who's Russian, and he was telling me, you know, in, in Russia we you want suv mm-hmm. if you want the status you buy an
1: SUV. In, I do know in um in China that uh status is very important especially mm-hmm. when we're talking about luxury cars. Yeah, but that's more flash.
0: I would say that's not even st- No, no, no. It's no, no. Stati- I would
1: say that br- I'd say I think I think brand is very important. And oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean by status. How could you disagree oh, yeah, with status I, I but agree with saying. brand? Right. Yeah, yeah. And I so what you're and so I, I would I I think that um and like for example, there there was that you, you know, they used to always say that I don't I mean, I don't but like Buick used to be very popular in in China, which pe- I think actually still is. What well, people would find it odd here in the U.S. because, it, you know, it was... You think of it as an old person's car. Yeah, kind at, of. at this it was kind of thought of as an old person's car, especially in like the 90s right. and early 2000s. But it's practicality. Um, a lot of that boils down to practicality too i, I think. don't think that's true at all i think no. a lot of it has to do with status okay. i think the american cars you are so against believing that it has to, anything to do with status but i at that time i think the american car or like a cadillac for example was mm-hmm. probably similar to a buick just more expensive but right. i think the Amer- american car was the luxury item mm. like that that's yeah, why okay. buicks were so popular that and makes so sense. so I, I that's why i think um and i think that buying a luxury item whether it be a buick or now for you know, bmw or whatever mm-hmm. it's a status thing you know you're right yeah you're and, right. And, I, and i think that it's i think that it's very important there and i think that that's and, and it's so interesting to think that like how brands are perceived because it really has nothing to do with i mean it has something to do with the product but it really has more to do with how you market something because mm-hmm. it's like how is it that buick is so hot in china and then in the U.S. we're like, oh yeah, my grandma has one of those. You know, right.
0: I mean, when <laughs> and, I think of a, yeah, a car I would want to buy Buick is not one of the first on my list. Sure, for sure. sure.
1: And it, yeah, it's not con- yeah, it's not really considered a luxury product here. Right. Uh, although I kind of probably more wasn't back in the day, but uh, it kind of you know.
0: I would say the place though, when I think of status and cars, the first place that comes to mind for me is the United Arab Emirates. I mean you just sure. think of all those flashy golden lambos and all these crazy cars you yeah know what i mean
1: i would think of the uae and i also think of here i think mm-hmm. i think yeah, it means sure. a lot i think it means uh, like it's a big status especially thing if you too. go down
0: to like miami sure you know or if you go to some like well, well, yeah. you're California. Cities, if yeah. you're like
1: in hollywood or something oh, for sure yeah it, it means a lot and you know that's actually why like the prius for example that's part of the reason why it got so hot and you know that's actually i think why why the Tesla, why Tesla is is so great for those people is because the Prius became so hot because it was a statement, uh, especially in like L A. That like, ooh, I don't care about brand, I care about the environment. Right. And Priuses became super popular even among rich people because it was that statement environmentally. But friendly now that you have the right. Tesla, you're able to make that statement. And still have a luxury, nice sure. car. Have a nice whip, and so you're you don't, you're not. It's not as embarrassing to pull up in like an eighty thousand dollar car or ninety thousand dollar car because it's like, well, well, I got it because it's electric. You know, there aren't really that many great options out there. Right. It's so like what a, and so and so it 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 it's definitely still once again a status thing, mm-hmm. but it's like this status of like, look how good I am to the environment. Right. You know.
0: Right. So let me ask you this to end our episode today, Jared. Mm-hmm. As an American, if you have to pick. A muscle car, a pickup Ooh. truck, or a suv, as my Russian students say, an SUV, sports utility vehicle.
1: Mm. I'm gonna throw in a uh, curveball for you. Okay, a fourth one. I would go with or, the. Oh no, you're not. Okay, I would go with the the station wagon. So you are throwing in a fourth one. Okay, and the reason why I say that still kind of popular in Europe. Mm-hmm. Station wagons no popularity in the U.S. Okay. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, but they're still kind of popular in Europe, and um. And like as I said, these German car companies are so obsessed with the with the like the inconspicuous speed. Mm-hmm. They so they all all of them Mercedes, Audi. Uh, does Mercedes make it in an M version? Take out Mercedes, uh, but anyway, they used to. They used to. But maybe they don't in the newest version. They all make high performance. Uh, like you know like station wagon yeah yeah and so it's like the highest level of performance in a station wagon okay and what i love about that is i love the practicality of it sure and i love the um obviously the power and the sports cariness of it Mm -hmm. and i just like the idea of and i like that that it looks like like let me just for example i'm just gonna pull up one for you everyone pull look up pull up a a mercedes e63 s wagon i think i I I actually know what one you're talking about E63 uh, S wagon. Now, obviously, it's going to look like, like like. what I love about this. Oh, yep. I know exactly what you're talking this about. This looks like a normal station wagon. It looks badass, though. It has though. 640 horsepower. Yeah, that's pretty and good. And I love that it will just literally it looks I bet like, you it's
0: pretty safe, too.
1: Sure, of course. It's a mm-hmm. modern Mercedes. I'm sure it is um you know it has all you know like the adaptive cruise control and all that Mm -hmm. stuff but i I just like i don't i i I don't like the idea of um i don't know i just don't like the idea of of like um cars bringing attention to oneself even though obviously Mm. that's a lot of reason why people buy it i like the the uh the subtlety and i i think that's cool and germany germans do that so well And so I would go with the fast wagon. Would be my answer. Fast wagon. That's sort of like the ideal car for me. Now, if if I could choose one.
0: Now, or if you have to pick an American car, will you still go the station Uh,
1: wagon route? Oh, that's interesting. Now I'd probably go muscle car me too because i I might i actually wanted to say pickup truck a little bit Mm -hmm. you know like a raptor or something like that those would be cool those are pretty cool but but see uh, my problem with a lot of the cool american cars that i like i like raptors Mm -hmm. i like um that's what
0: an eighty thousand dollar truck right
1: probably like starts at 70 but you can probably certainly get one in the 80s -hmm. um i like a i like like a um you know the dodge just came out with a new Uh, uh, Ram with the Hellcat motor in it. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, called the TRX, but uh, T-Rex, which is bigger than a Raptor. There's all oh, this raptor stuff funny. that they. That's funny.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> um, and and so I you do. You want to start
0: a car company that just has dinosaur names? We can have a station wagon <laughs> called the Brontosaurus or the Triceratops. Uh, well, we run out quick because
1: Ford also has a Bronco as well. Oh, oh that's yeah. a horse. That's not a, a horse, dinosaur. Yeah. But anyway, a Bronco and a
0: Mustang. Um, horses, yeah.
1: But I, I do like the idea. I, I the only reason I like the big truck like that is because I think that is the quintessential American car, even mm. more than a than a muscle car. Like like the the excess of a, of a high-power, sporty, uh, off-road pickup truck is, like, the ultimate version of the pickup truck, which is the great American vehicle, the pickup truck, by far. That's fair. Even though I do love, like, sports cars and stuff, mm-hmm. I think if I'm going to, like, if I'm really trying to, like, do, like, oh, if I really want to embody my Amer- America, I'm going to go with that. Okay. The pickup truck.
0: I would still... I think practicality-wise, pickup truck is solid, Sure. I mean, uh, I'd probably get a Mustang. Power-wise. But, but yeah,
1: <laughs> for me, it would for Realistically, sure be a Mustang. Realistically, pro- uh, that's probably what I'd get too.
0: Yeah. Which is, is <clears throat> pretty cool. But yeah. Uh, anyways, let us know what uh, cars are popular in your home country or what cars you like. Yeah. And uh, why. Yeah. Because I think there could be very different reasons for mm-hmm. why you choose what, what you choose. Or let us know why you don't have a car or don't want a car because there are a lot of countries where i would say are not car friendly yeah they're just not economic they're not it's not practical it's a, it's it's more hassle than it's worth people uh, are concerned
1: mm-hmm. for the environment we need to yeah. talk about that that's, i mean that's a huge but, one that's
0: a huge one I yeah mean,
1: that, that could be an episode in itself probably. it could be because <laughs> because there a lot of car people argue that like yeah cars obviously pollute mm-hmm. but it's like if we're really trying to make sizable difference we should be focusing on like the shipping industry right for example or all the um, production
0: plants too.
1: Production, yeah. yeah how production is done, yes. Specifically, um, is probably yeah. I mean, th- yeah. There's some big the, ones, yeah. Because they talk about that, like with electric cars, or it's like mm. you know, or there's no emissions, but it's like it's like uh, it's probably still better at the end of the day than gas cars. But it's like yeah, but you're not looking at like the whole process of like building From batteries, start to finish, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, the manufacturing process of of you know getting all the of all the all the supplies and mm-hmm. stuff. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So let us know what your thoughts are on yeah, car sorry, culture again. at Podcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, <laughs> untranslatable1. The number one, you can also check us out on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, let I us love. know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dekuyame muchas gracias, Shisha, and Dos Vidania.
2: Yeah.
0: Gonna drive on out of here, Jared hopping my bronco or hopping my my raptor my pickup truck
1: 2021 Time to drive a drive yourself into the nearest Kia dealership. We're gonna see. We want to see you in a Kia.
0: In <laughs> oh, that's a good one, dude. Well, they must slogan. have used that. Okay, that's okay. You <laughs> never heard that before. We're gonna. See, we want to see you in a Kia. You know, as someone that works ship. in
1: marketing for a car company, you'd think I'd hear these yeah. things or be, be more aware of this. But no, I actually don't think I'd. that. Actually, sounds more. Stay like. Stay on a, track. Drive a Cadillac. That I honest, that These honestly sound more like uh, dealership commercials. Mm. Well, that's where it was from. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What are some other dealership slogans? Um, Man, okay. there, there's one from, from uh, Baton Rouge, I always remember. It's not a sl- Oh, there is a slogan, but I don't remember But there's one, a Nissan chain of dealerships. Mm-hmm. He always ends the ads with Dallin. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> and I, and, uh, is, oh, I think it's Dallin Nissan or something okay. like that. I he's got, like, I come got- to Dallin and you get yourself a Nissan.
0: Dallin. I, I got one that's perfect for all the clout demons out there. Don't be
1: ignored. Drive a Ford. Right? Is that really? A, no, it's a, not. Okay. I'm making, making up some of these. <laughs> Uh okay I'm trying I'm trying to man there's so, I, honestly for some reason I think I can think of mostly of like Louisiana ones maybe because mm. that's the most time I spend watching like daytime TV
0: thoughts on the wacky flailing inflatable arm tube man Listen, outside of the dealerships I don't
1: have a problem with it it doesn't bother me I mean that's that's how I choose the i don't imagine <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing, is doesn't it? When you see that, I almost kind of get like a, especially at like a used car dealership. You're like, I don't know if I can trust this guy. Right? <laughs> can, no, can, maybe though. There's my opinion on it. Can you trust Shade. car
0: salesmen? Are they? Do you got a new person? Not, How no. does it work?
1: There's no trusting a car salesman. I don't think. Right. I, I, I think I think that's almost kind of foolish. Like what? What? I mean, you're trying to sell it. To unless you him. unless you're like some enthusiast and you're like, I have a guy. Like yeah, hey, I trust my Ferrari guy. <laughs> it's right. like yeah, okay. But it's like if you're just going into a dealership like a normal person like us, there's no reason that you should have any trust in these people. You know, I go with my parents most times when they buy cars if I'm around. They don't buy cars. I make it seem like they're buying a new right. car every week. Right. Actually, so I'm gonna put it this way. I'm o- almost always there because they don't. They almost. They rarely buy cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll like you know I love going with them and I'll just be like that's I don't think that's right and I'll be like, right. I'll be like I, don't, I don't know about that. Right. And i be like mm. so is it better to play <laughs> dumb or is it better to be like ah, I'm not like I think it's just better to know your stuff. I think it's better to go in. To the dealership Knowing your stuff Don't play dumb you were, Did you ever watch The Cosby Show mm-hmm. There was an episode Where he, he he would Go to the dealership And he would like Wear shitty clothes And like Kind of play dumb Because he didn't want People to know He was a doctor And you know really? Try to get more money Out of them. I, I think it's good I think it's best To go in there Knowing as much As so possible are you saying
0: Put on your Shittiest clothing
1: Yes That's put a go good combo there. Shittiest clothing But know everything Okay I think that's a great combo all right. Well, with that advice, Jared, I think we'll uh,
0: <laughs> we'll press stop because that's solid advice, right there.